Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. But I think the big news over the weekend as well, Packers get the preseason underway. Jordan Love gets his start. You guys want to talk about it, give us a call, 414-677-1250, 414-677-1250. You know, as much as we want to talk about the preseason game here, Tim, I think the biggest news of the weekend is what you got yesterday with Jenkins, Tunyon, and Watson coming off the PUP list. That was a nice pleasant surprise on a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, that's nice to see. And Jenkins was out there working right away. You saw Watson was doing kind of slow stuff, and you saw some individual stuff from Tunyon as well. I think those guys might take a little longer, but it seemed like Jenkins was, at least from the bits I saw, looked pretty good. Like, he might actually be able to go week one. Makes you uh, think a little harder on Bakhtiari. Yeah, it definitely does, but I don't at this point I don't want to with Bakhtiari, it. I'm not rushing him at all. I'd almost wait till he's 115% ready to go. Which, uh, you know, if, when he's who 100% knows when that will be. Exactly. When he's 100% ready to go, wait another 3 weeks. Because <laughs> at, at this point, I don't want to risk it. And he's still got years ahead of him. So, he, as much as it sucks and how much you're paying him, if it means having to sit him another full season, I don't want to say fine because it's an all-pro left tackle, but you just make it work. Whereas you get Alton Jenkins back, that just changes this entire offensive line's dynamic. It really does. And one thing that I saw was interesting, too. I thought we thought for sure the left side of that line was kind of locked down, right? Nijman, you then have John Runyon Jr. at left guard and Josh Myers at center. I thought that was pretty set in stone. Unless Jenkins comes in or Bakhtiari comes in and takes that left tackle spot. I thought that was pretty set in stone. Yesterday, apparently Zach Tom was out there taking left guard snaps, and he did for quite a bit with the ones yesterday. That's an interesting one to me. I think that'd be awesome if Zach Tom can get inserted and he's ready to go right away. Shows yet another one where the Packers draft a guy that's versatile on that offensive line, and they've been able to coach him up, and it just seems like at this point the Packers are an offensive line factory for guys that have versatility, can play all over the place. Because Zach Tom's another guy that, if everything were to go correctly, he's a guy that could really play all five positions just like Elton Jenkins. He's a center that got converted to tackle that's now going to play guard. So if that's going to be the case, it'll be nice to have him ready to go. You can shuffle around the offensive line wherever you think is fit. Elton Jenkins yesterday at practice, he looked like he was taking right tackle reps, at least in individuals, and who knows? Maybe it's just a 
a one-day thing where he's taking right tackle reps. Next day, he's going to be lining up at left tackle. But I think the glaring hole would be at right tackle right now. And if he can step in right now and play right tackle, if he can make it there, even if he misses week one, but he's there for week two, you know, all these questions we had about this offensive line and if it's going to be good enough to protect Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love here in the preseason, I mean, I think that answers a lot of them because now Newman would kick back into guard. And if Zach Tom's playing, who knows if Newman's even in the starting lineup because I would think that Runyon's going to be a starter over Newman, and then Runyon maybe shifts over to right guard. I mean, right now at this point, and this is crazy, not saying that it's a bad thing with this uncertainty, what are the certainties on this offensive line for week one starters? Josh Myers at center, and are we sure Yash Nijman's starting at left tackle? I would think that he is, but if Jenkins is ready to go, wouldn't you put Nijman at right tackle and put Jenkins at left? Like, honestly, what, what are the certainties week one for this Packers offensive line? And I'm not saying this in a bad way, because I think if Jenkins is ready to go, then obviously you have an all-pro that can play at almost all five positions at an all-pro level ready to go. And then you've got solid guys behind that. So again, not a bad thing, but this offensive line is very up in the air. You'd like to see them kind of figure it out, though, in this next week or so, so that they can get an idea as to what that line's going to be, and they can start working together because that communication on the offensive line is huge. It's not one of those things where there, so many positions can be like when you play Madden, Tim, and you just shift a dude in. It's like, oh, no problem. You can do that on Madden on the offensive line and just go put, you know, you could trade for a guard and throw him a tackle. No problem. You can do in real life. You need to be able to have these guys play together so that they can work on the communication and work on all the things that they need to work on together and have a unit that works together. Because you can have a lot of studs on an offensive line, but if they don't work together as a unit, it can be very poor. And then vice versa, I think you saw this with the Packers last year, you can have a bunch of middle-of-the-road guys, and they play well together as a unit, and they can protect well up front and work together well to the point that they become one of the better units in the league. And I think, again, that's what you saw from the Packers last season. You saw guys going down like Jenkins, and you had guys fill in. Stenovich did a phenomenal job, and I think you're going to see that again this year. The question is just where are they going to do it? And maybe part of that is they're experimenting with things before these joint practices, which I think come up, what, tomorrow and Wednesday against the Saints? So maybe that's when you really get to see that unit is against those Saints guys. Maybe that's the time to really pay attention because who knows? I would doubt that Jenkins plays in the preseason. I don't know that he really needs preseason reps at this point to be ready. So if he's ready to go week one, he'll play week one, but he probably won't play any preseason snaps. But at this point, I don't know where all these guys are starting, but you having Jenkins back just makes a huge difference. And then looking at the other guys that come off, Having Tunyon back makes a huge difference because you actually get a receiving option other than Alan Lazard, who at this point can be one of your top options. You know, think about Tunyon and the opportunity that he's going to have. You know, this generally, this offense has been an offense that runs the football and relies more on that. And you're going to have tight ends in the ballgame. Think about what George Kittle's been able to do in that San Francisco offense. Not saying that Tunyon is George Kittle, but 
he's going to have an opportunity to be a number one type guy. Up until last year when Debo Samuel really broke out, it's not like they had stud receivers that were getting 100 yards a game. They had a bunch of journeymen, middle-of-the-road wide receivers, and an elite tight end, and that kind of put them over the top. And why can't Tunyon emerge and be that kind of guy with the Packers receiving core? I think he can. I think he absolutely can be someone that can be one of the top, I don't know if you'd say five, but top ten tight ends in football this year. He's going to have an opportunity in front of him. Because, again, when Devontae Adams leaves, he, he leaves so much on this offense. I think it was like 169 targets. That's a ton. That's like two, three, maybe even four guys worth of targets. And not just four random dudes, like four dudes that are getting involved pretty heavily each week. So I'm excited to see what Tunya can do. And then obviously Christian Watson being at practice now with Aaron Rodgers is huge. I don't know how long it's going to take him to get up to speed. But the fact that we were hearing a little bit earlier that maybe he's not ready until September... Maybe he's not really getting up to speed until then. And now him getting activated off PUP doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be ready right away. It doesn't mean that he's going to go out there and be practicing at full speed right away. You know, I don't know how much we're going to see of him. He's going to be working on individual drills, and that goes with all these guys. So I'm not exactly sure how long it is until we start seeing him full speed, in with the ones sort of thing. But the fact that he's at least able to get out there and work with Aaron Rodgers on the field. You know, from everything we heard, he'd been picking Rodgers' brain, and he'd be trying to get into know the offense as much as he can. But at some point, you got to get out there and play and let everything slow down. And I thought it was interesting hearing from Romeo Dobbs. He mentioned that going up against Jair and Eric Stokes in practice every day made it so that when he got out on the field for the preseason, everything really slowed down for him. And Peter Bogowski tweeted out that since those guys are both so fast— figuratively and literally it slowed down for him. But yeah, I mean, that's going to be the case. You think about that for Watson, too. Maybe that's something we haven't necessarily broken down as much. We look at what this offense can be and think about Christian Watson and how long it's going to take him to get up to speed. Well, maybe it gets expedited a little bit because he goes up against such good corners and they kind of get him up to speed with the NFL talent level. You know, that's something that you have to get used to going from any level. You go from middle school to high school, high school to college, college to the pros. Everything speeds up a little bit, and it gets a little bit tougher. But it gets a little bit easier for you to adjust when you go up against elite-level talent at that level when you're adjusting, right? When you're going up against Jair Alexander in practice every day, sure, you might struggle against Jair, but doesn't everyone? So then you go out there and face you know, that third or fourth corner that you've never heard of. And yeah, I think I can beat that guy. And you go out there and beat him. So I think this gives you a lot of confidence that having those guys, hearing what Romeo Dobbs had to say, maybe Christian Watson can be someone that can contribute a little earlier than we expected. I still wouldn't think that it's going to be a week one, two, three. I I wouldn't think anything before what, maybe a week six or seven before he really starts making a huge impact. You know, maybe he gets down the field and stretches and, gets an 80-yard touchdown or something like that. Maybe something like that opens up for him. But outside of that, I don't know that you're going to see him just down the field all the time and a huge part of the offense. I think you're going to see Dobbs be a part of the offense right away, and we'll break down some of this preseason game uh, in in just a little bit. 
But I think the, that's probably the biggest news is getting those three guys off the PUP list ready for the season. Jenkins probably the biggest out of all of them, and then Tunyon and then Watson. But you're going to get three dudes back who are going to be a big part of this team. And the big question marks for this team were receiver and offensive line. And you get your numbers, really your number one receiver that you're expecting to be that guy eventually. And Christian Watson, your number two draft pick, second rounder, technically your third draft pick, but guy in the second round that you were even considering in the first round, you get him there. And then you get Jenkins back, which, again, I think is the biggest one of all because I think he changes the dynamic of that entire offensive line. Where's the hole? All right, we'll just throw Elton Jenkins at it, and it's plugged. And you get all these guys shifting down a spot to the point that some of these guys are coming out of the lineup and being the backups. And then you feel a lot more solid about this offensive line. He makes a huge difference for this team. And him coming back, I think, makes you feel confident about that offensive line. At least it does for me. So I'm excited for these guys. I, I really am. And I'm excited to see what they can look like this week against the Saints and the joint practices. And then you've got the preseason game coming up on Friday at Lambeau. So a lot to talk about with the Packers. Definitely a lot. And we'll dive into the preseason game against the 49ers next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.